pretty nerds. 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 Hi guys, welcome back to the Pretty Nerds podcast. This is your girl Fallon Deanne. and this is your girl Nay. So, how's everything been going? Um, so far so good, decent. Um, sorry for the paper rustling in the background. I had to flip my page so I can get these high topics. <laughs> but aside from that nothing really on my end what about yourself same thing here nothing really um yeah just tired (laughs) but that's it same old same old all right so per last week i'm trying my best to kind of give you guys some better content some new content not rely so heavily on hot topics so me and found the end this week we tried to really pick some less i guess i don't know less entertainment-y shade roomy bloggy type topics and really kind of get some really good more newsworthy hot topics and things of that nature so hopefully it's a little it just comes off a little less bloggy and more podcasty if that makes sense so we're trying to we're trying to give you guys some better content so with that kind of started off let's get into some pretty I guess we can start, let's start light. So we are going to start with, because we do want to keep some funny shit in there. So let's start light. Let's start with the Wendy Williams biopic. (laughs) 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 So it was trending, obviously, after it, after it came on. I want to hear your thoughts first, because I got some thoughts, man. Uh, I guess I was shocked that people were surprised that it was going to be messy. And I'm not even going to say messy, but I'm, I guess one of my biggest things was people was shocked that Wendy had sex with Method Man or, yeah, Method Man. I'm like, I was shocked by that. I don't know, like, I'm like, he's attractive now, but I'm like, if you go back and look at him in the 90s, I mean, he, he looked just like any other dude from New York. I, I mean... I, I don't know what they was expecting. And then his wife responds. And I'm like, maybe because I hadn't been paying attention of all of the digs that she's taken. But I did laugh when she was like, um, trying to revive your career. I'm like, sweetheart, <coughs> this Wendy Williams. Like, <laughs> let's not do that. Don't lie. But I mean, I wasn't expecting anything different from her. Or I mean, I don't I mean, I will say I didn't expect her to because typically with biopics, a la um, Salt and Pepper, um, they try to really sugarcoat it and just give you the the good, you know, the nice fluff piece. But I mean, listen, she she gave you her dirt, man. Like <laughs> that surprised me because, like I said, I'm just not used to seeing that in biopics. And most biopics, they they give you the fluffy the fluffy stuff, the good stuff, and and try to hide the bad stuff. I think the only ones who really gave you they true shit was what new edition. And so I guess I just was And I think TLC was pretty. Yeah. I got to agree. Yeah, TLC's wasn't bad. I mean, they didn't get into as much as they could have. Like we didn't see nothing about Left Eye and Pac in there, but they could have got a little bit more messier, but I mean, they get they so if TLC was kind of the middle of the road, New Edition gave you everything. And like salt and peppers was just complete fluff piece. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so 
Wendy Williams, I, like I said, she I'm surprised. I just didn't expect Wendy to really give you all of her dirt, but she did. I do. My only critique of it is that I wish she would have focused a little bit more on her actual radio career um, yeah. and all of this. Like, because there's tons of stories that came from that. Because, I mean, shit, her radio career is fucking legendary. She's a legend in radio and I really wish she would have put some more focus on that and a little bit less on her marriage and relationship that is true I do agree with you now that you said that when you first I was like that is a good point because I mean even her rise to like where she is now you know like that was I'm not gonna say well it is I think it is a big transition to transition from radio to tv and then you don't have like a small tv show you're like you getting paid yeah, exactly. Um, but I definitely, I definitely agree with you on it. Like, definitely, just to show, like, this is, and I mean, Wendy is unique socially, of course. You, but just to show that, like, that transition and that move and that rise, I, I, I agree. With you. I would, I would have liked to see a little bit more of that. Granted, she is the queen of messy, but she, I mean, regardless of what people think about Wendy Williams she a boss in her own right and I just feel like she would I wish she would have leaned in on that a little bit more the NAACP nominee typical um same kind of nominees as usual B Drake um for TV got Blackish Bridgerton Lovecraft Country um Insecure Obviously, Issa Rae, different things like that. The only thing I didn't see come across was P-Valley. I feel like P-Valley might have got snubbed there, man. I feel like they were in the first TV show. I didn't. I still need to watch it. Girl, you ain't watch P-Valley yet. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I need you to go and get caught up, man. Come on. <laughs> I was there for the city. I know. I'm going to do it. <laughs> You definitely gotta get, look. You definitely gotta get caught up before a second season now, because we got to have be able to have these conversations on the show. <laughs> I'm getting caught, especially since we're getting ready to lose insecure. I know. Oh, Ugh, still makes. It. <laughs> also, kind of staying light. Congrats to Tracy Ellis Ross. She has just been named the. Head of diversity and inclusion over Ultra. Um, the first thing that they kind of announced yeah. is that they are putting four billion dollars towards market the marketing of Black beauty brands. Something that I've been seeing from both Ultra and Sephora. Sephora also came out with a statement that they're trying to make a push to include more Black beauty brands at Sephora. So that's good because I'm not going to lie to you. Sephora does not have. A lot of black beauty brands at all. It is a struggle to find black beauty brands at Sephora. Ultra has a little bit more, in my opinion, um, but it's still a struggle. So I'm glad to see both of them kind of making the the effort to include more black beauty brands. I will. That is definitely like just to walk in and just see your beauty bakery and your minted cosmetics. And I like it just to think about like just what five maybe years ago. You would walk in Ulta and like it was only maybe one or two brands that so like chocolate girl friendly, you know, and it still might be ashy or something like that. It's just so I, I'm hoping for the best. Yeah, yeah, really. Um, and I, I and even if we just get 
get the coins. Like, sis, get your coins. <laughs> um, and just seeing a lot of black hair care products, and I'm hoping it it fans out because in Ulta and so before, no black hair care products. Oh, facts. None. Facts. The only thing that can here is goddamn Shea Moisture. And look, we all do not use Shea Moisture. Shea. Shea Moisture. That was sold to, I think, L'Oreal. So it's oh, not even right. a black owned brand anymore. You're right. Yep. So. That's, so shit. That's, and that's literally all they have. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, yeah. Uh, so it is what it is. So hopefully we'll get a little bit more in Ultra and um, Sephora coming soon. Swiftly moving off of that, let's get into some of the heavier storiers, heavier stories, but still a little light. Um, let's talk Chloe Bailey and kind of Zendaya kind of in the same boat, if you will. Both young ladies, early 20s. Um, 23-ish, 22, 23-ish, 24-ish, whatever, in that early 20 range. And they both kind of have been facing similar backlash. Zendaya, in regards to the Malcolm and Marie movie, um, has been facing a lot of backlash. People have talked about, pointed out the age difference between her and John David Washington, saying that um, her body, because of her body type and how thin she is, um, that because she doesn't have any curves that she looks like a child in the movie compared to him. So basically just not only just dragging her um, because she's played teenagers and not allowing her to grow up, but also body shaming her and dragging her body because she doesn't have, quote unquote, a womanly curvy body. So that's why she looks younger. And then on the other end of the spectrum, we have Chloe of Chloe and Haley, she, they recently decided to do separate Instagram pages because, you know, obviously they're one, they're growing up Two, they're both working on different projects. So, you know, it makes sense for them to do separate Instagram pages. And then on Chloe's Instagram page, she's been giving you a little bit, you know, sexy grown up Chloe doing her own thing. And of course, in come the haters with the backlash, obviously because of her body type, this, that, and the other. They've been coming at sis hardcore, so hardcore that she got on the gram and was in tears, feeling like she had to defend herself. So what are your thoughts on kind of this whole thing, you know, with folks in Daya, Chloe, and just young women in general, and how, and since they're kind of portrayed, I guess, because they played younger, we've seen them kind of grow up, how people, in essence, once they do grow up, won't let them be grown up. I, for the life of me, I just wish we made as women, like I'm just, I'm just women that we made space for these young women where they like, they're able to flourish. And I'm, my hope is that they give themselves grace. We need to give them space to grow up, let them be who they are going to be, who they want to be. And then also give themselves grace. Look, you're not going to be perfect. Shit's going to fucking happen. And I know it's hard being in this space because you think I'm not even a celebrity, not close to it. And it's still tough, like growing up and, you know, navigating your way from, okay, child to, you know, early adulthood and all of those things. It's a, it's a journey to navigate. So 
I mean, I sympathize, empathize with them like 100%. But I just don't understand. It just, it hurts me when you see women like, well, why is she doing this? Baby, that's not, that's not for you to police. Like when I seen Chloe's ch- uh, busted challenge, I was like, sis, get it. Yes, ma'am. And I'm, you have to give these people th- their time. Like they're not, Zendaya's not that girl that was on Disney Channel anymore. Right. I just, like I said, I feel bad for them because we, and I'm not going to necessarily think is we want to keep them as children. It's people that want to police what they do. Yeah. And you don't, to me, you don't have to have curves or, you know, be, because that girl is 24. Right. Like, what the fuck? Like, she grown grown. Like, and I'm not one of them people like, oh, 18, you grown. But she's 24. She's grown. Thank you. Same age as Lori Harvey, by the way. Right. So I just, I, yeah, I, like I said, for Chloe, I'm like, Beyonce, where you at, girl? Yeah. Like, just to, you know, go and take her hand because I'm like, you know, well, and I, I don't know because I'm like, I feel like Beyonce went through that stage as well where her music went from, you know, I guess like pop to this sultry, sexy side. And yeah, I just, I feel for them when she was going, Chloe was crying. I was like, oh, I hate them. You know, just you letting people see you cry. Like, and it's so crazy because you have Zendaya that you, y'all like people complain, oh, she's straight as a board and she's, you know, tiny. She has no curves. And then you have Chloe over here. She has curves. She's pretty. I'm like, what the fuck do y'all want? like just let women be women like stop policing our bodies stop policing the things that we do we should be able to and be free to be whoever the fuck we are like you said give people grace and space to grow change and grow into the person that they are going to become you know what i mean like it's it's absolutely ridiculous the way that we will literally tear down young women before they have a chance to to i don't know experience life in my opinion because i mean really just getting started you know what i mean them early 20s really just getting started in everything when it comes to life so it's like we are so quick so harsh to judge and tear them down before they even really have a chance to get out there and and live experience make mistakes because shit we all know it's gonna happen we all did yep but yeah Yeah, i just and it's so crazy because i'm like we know that like black girls bodies are police but just going back i think a couple of weeks ago the jojo is it swea swea i know i'm saying her last name wrong but the i know she's not a kid yeah and people always want to think of her. She's not a kid. She's actually, I think, like 19 or something like that. And she came out and was like, you know, she's a lesbian or whatever. I mean, people were acting like she was 10. Oh, listen, listen. Complete mess. I saw, I saw that too. And people really, and I was like, they were like, I'll never let my child watch you get blah, blah. Well, I mean, her her coming out don't change none of the, the content or anything that she's put out. She still does the exact same thing. She don't even promote her sexuality at all. She just felt like she didn't want to hide it anymore. So, yeah. 
I don't, people are strange. Yeah. So it is what it yeah. is. And what was so weird about that is, I'm like, when you ask children, like my niece is a huge fan. She want bows, everything. See her in concert, all of it. And I didn't ask her about her being gay. I was like, yeah, you still like her? She was like, yeah, she's still my favorite. <laughs> so I'm like, kids don't give a fuck about that. Like, and I saw so many comments from parents was like, you know, I just asked my child there where they was like, yep, it kept going. That's grown adults weird asses. Children don't give a fuck about that. Exactly. Kids do not care. Okay. They just they just see that she wears pretty bows and she dances and they want to go to the concert. Yep. Plain and simple. So it is what it is. Moving on from that, kind of getting, I don't, before we get too far, I do want to say a quick rest in peace. We did lose Cicely Tyson um, this week. Icon, legend. Um, she was 96 years old. So definitely want to say rest in peace to her. Um, condolences to her family and to her friends. Definitely another tough loss for us, right on the back of Hank Aaron. So just yeah. sad all the way around. And so let's go ahead and jump into let's jump in. So Evan, Evan Rachel Wood, um, she's an actress, I believe, and she used to date Marilyn Manson. So similar kind of to FKA. Twigs, twigs when she came out against Shia LaBeouf, Evan Rachel Wood has come out against Marilyn Manson saying that he was during their relationship he was abusive and sadistic. Some of the comments and things that they said that he said to her, texts and things that he was saying like I wish I um, he had dreams about uh, murdering her, chopping up her body shit, crazy shit like that. Super sadistic and th- on top of that, then you have more of his exes who are coming out and saying that he was similar in the same way with, with them. Just all around some sick shit, man. Yeah. I mean, not even from his looks, but I, I don't think it's beyond him. I'm like... <laughs> Listen, I... I um, just... I hate to say, like, just like looking... Because you can't judge someone based off their musical content and, like you said, off their looks and stuff like that. But I'm not going to say that, like, I'm 100% surprised. Mm, just saying. Yeah. He did come off as an oddball to me. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. And not, like, because, you, again, you don't want to judge people. But like, I mean, we've seen plenty of people that dress in goth and whatever, alternative lifestyle, all that. But it's something different about him. Yeah. He just seemed awesome. Yeah. So, no. I, yeah. And I'm always one of them people where there's smoke, there's fire. Seven people I ain't got against you to be like, oh, yeah, this is the person that he is. So, yeah. Yeah. Kind of staying in that realm of where there's smoke, there is fire. There have some been there have been some allegations made against T.I. and Tiny. They have been accused of basically assaulting and drugging women, uh, sex trafficking. I mean, the honestly, it seems like every day the kind of list grows a little bit bigger. There's more um, victims who come forward. Honestly, like when I saw it, like I'm not going to lie, my jaw kind of dropped a little bit. I mean, we all knew they were into some, you know, into the whole threesome thing and everything like that. But some of these stories are horrific. And 
I don't really know where to go with it. You know what I mean? I will say one thing. Shekinah Joe is a bad friend. Um, she's one of them people I would never, they'd be like, you want her to testify on your behalf? No, do not call her. I guess my biggest takeaway from all of this is in 2021, we're still having a conversation about you cannot sleep with people if they are under the influence. Yeah, I just see so many people like, you know, the discussions on Facebook was like, well, they knew, you know, you come in and take drugs. It don't matter. Once that drug in their system, you got to let it go. Like, it's not hard. And I'm like, a lot of y'all kids, sons, daughters going to be in jail for rape. Like, if you can't go on a dealership and sign a contract for a car under the influence of alcohol or drugs, why do you think you can consent to sex? And it's so crazy for me, for men, they understand consent when you say, well, what if a gay man? Then that's when they understand consent. Mm. And they shouldn't take that. Right. And be like, well, you know, if I'm like, you can't, I don't know. And I'm just like, why would you want to like from some of the stories people are packed, like out of it where they can't remember anything. Why do you want to have sex with somebody like this? Hey, listen, I don't know. I don't know. Those are the questions that are being asked. Like I said, those allegations, some of those stories are horrendous, but you are absolutely right. It just goes, it's just more of a fact. Um, that, like you said, people just really, in 2021, do not understand consent. Like, I'm with you. Like, I don't understand how people don't get that. Like you said, you can't go be under the influence and sign contracts, sign that, you know what I mean? Like that. So why do you think that people can consent to sex under the influence? And we like, a lot of y'all get questionable passes. So I know that's the reason why you aren't here. I agree with Tia. I just want uh, everybody out there to look up dubious consent and see what that, look that up so you can see what that means. That's when somebody is under the influence and gives consent, so it's not actually consent. So it's still considered them not giving consent. Okay? I just want y'all to know that. Please, please, please. And teach your children that. Please teach your children what consent is. And what it is not, okay? Stop putting people in these situations. Damn. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, y'all kids are gonna be going to jail for y'all definition because you don't feel like it's right. That ain't what the law say. Thank you. <laughs> it is not what the law say. <laughs> Let's talk quickly, Kiki Wyatt. I don't really want to spend too much on time on her. Let's do Kiki Wyatt and Azealia Banks together because they're both kind of in similar boat at this point with me. So let's start with Kiki. Okay, well, maybe I'm lost in the sauce because obviously from her rant last week, uh, uh, she was on, I'm guessing like, a, is it like a TV, was, wasn't a TV show, it looked like a forum or something, but with Christopher Malone and he was trying to talk, she was talking over him about Black people are not the only people that have been oppressed, which we know, spewing out the N-word, things like that. And from the comments, that wasn't her first time getting beside herself. And then it was like her mama admitted like she used the N-word and she called her one of her exes, his girlfriend, like a black monkey. And I like just foolishness. Yeah. And I saw an interview today on the little Fox Soul thing um, with Vivica and all of them. Vivica, Lisa Ray, Selena. And Claudia Jordan and Selena being her friend tried to clean it up for her 
saying that she, you know, the way that she grew up, that she felt like she, um, you know, had it hard from both the black side and the white side. So that's what she meant by, you know, biracial people are oppressed too. And that, you know, biracial people have a right to feel that way and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, do y'all not know the definition of oppression? Like, how how can black people oppress anybody? We don't have no power. Right. And oppression not hurt feelings. Like, you being a mixed child and all of this, it's not hurt feelings. There are literally people out here that are not getting jobs, getting longer sentences. I, I don't understand. I'm tell it goes back to them damn grammar school definitions. Some of y'all did not pay attention in grade school because shit, basic shit, y'all just don't be understanding. <laughs> like make it make it make sense. Just make it equal to ten because right now it ain't adding up. Yeah, listen, big facts. Okay, so then that kind of leads me to your girl Azealia Banks. She. She went on a rant and said that um, Meg Thee Stallion and the AOC um, just needed to shut up and accept their trauma uh, because that's what she was told to do. Um, She said that she was told to just shut up about her trauma and just to go take her meds and blah, blah, blah. But Meg Thee Stallion and all of and the ALC can use their trauma and use Breonna Taylor's death and all of that and protect black women. And all these people are going hard for, for them. So they fit. She feels like that Meg, you know, should just shut up about her trauma and just accept it and just accept it. And she kind of in her rant implied that she may have not been telling the truth about the whole situation with Tori because she said, because we didn't see, the actual um the actual x-ray of the bullet fragments in her foot that's why people she act like we are a juror like what the fuck <laughs> we are not the da we do not need this information like what is wrong with y'all well I, I, but she's not the first person to say that that's the thing. <laughs> Listen, they, people have turned into like whole medical examiners and doctors like, well, if the bullet is fragmented, but you don't know what a bullet will do. <laughs> you probably never even shot a gun. Like, oh. be like, girl, and if they posted her x-ray, what was you going to do with it? Child, who knows? But I guess with Azealia, it's hard because it's like, a lot of us try to go up for Azealia. We try to cake for her and be like, well, we know she's bipolar. We know that she's going through things, um, you know, and, and for her to come out and say that we don't, you know, try to protect her or try to be there for her. That's a plum lot because I've seen plenty of people go up for Azealia plenty of times. And then after they do, she turn around and spit right in black people's face and say black people are stupid, say we dumb. She basically Kanye asses and say we stupid. We dumb. That's why she only fuck with white men. Like, you know what I mean? She, how many black women have we seen her completely shit on and degrade and disrespect and talk down on? Like, I, it's hard with Azealia, man. It's hard because it's like on one hand, we be trying, it's like, like I say, you try to go up for her. But on the other hand, it's like, how many times can she say fuck black people? 
for a black folks to be like, well, you know what? You on the you on the boat with Candace Owens ass. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> you out there with her. You you Kanye and Candace Owens out there on the boat, and I can't. I don't have nothing for you. You know. Yeah. Definitely. Like that's how I feel. It's like you don't want to throw it under the bus, and you like trying to find that fine line of, I guess, like fuck you, and then but everybody don't be trying to shit on her like. <laughs> It's just tough because you be like, don't do that. Yeah, basically, it's tough. She she makes it tough. She makes it tough. But um, nonetheless, we hope all the best for Azalea. I really do. I really hope all the best for her. Quickly, Jeff Bezos has announced that he's stepping down as the CEO of Amazon. Surprisingly or surprisingly not, it does come right on the heels of them announcing that Amazon has been ordered to pay in excess of $62 million in wages to their flex pay workers after um, a lawsuit was discovered in, in, basically it was like a wage pay lawsuit that they have lost apparently. So yeah, I mean, I I, I expect that. Yeah. (laughs) Basically, you know. We've all we've all kind of we all kind of know the type of guy that Jeff Bezos is, um, Bezos is whatever, however you say his last name. Um, I'm not surprised when you got when you get people who are billionaires like that, they all are shitty people. Let's be honest. So. And then it goes back to our theory as well to show that you can definitely. I don't. First of all, I want everybody to make that coins, and I definitely think you can be a multi millionaire, even a multi millionaire, without shitting on people but i think when you get in it hundreds of millions and a billion dollars shitting on people you, you did shit. Yeah. yeah yeah um and that goes for anybody i it's the same thing oprah like you you fucked up like you fucked up with some people somewhere down the line to get there um and we've seen so much shit about amazon they pay wages. Um, so I definitely wasn't shocked at all. Not at all. This happened. And I definitely, I, I actually see more coming from this, from them. Um, I think this is just going to be like the beginning. Yeah. Windfall. Yeah. Something that I really quick, we didn't actually have this on the list that I wanted to touch on, but it just kind of popped in my head since we were talking about Amazon. Redid it, the redid it users versus Wall Street. Pretty much <laughs> how they, um, they game the the hedge funders. Hedge funders beat them at their own game. I'm honestly I already seen um, that Netflix is already about to do the movie, man. Listen, I hope they do a fly ass movie, man. I need one as good as Wolf on Wall Street because that movie was good. So, and I'm so like when I saw it, I was like, yes, get they fuck this. And the crazy thing about it is, um, I watched. I'm trying to think of the name of the documentary. But basically, the same thing happened with Herbalife. But it was literally between two billionaires. And they did not restrict fucking trading. So I'm like, you know it's a fucking game of you just don't want the small people to go out here and win. Exactly. That's all it was. Oh. And I hope that this lawsuit that they got against Robin Hood, I hope that they they bankrupt, bankrupt Robin Hood's ass because... For them to go in there and restrict people's trading was absolutely like I 
Um, I didn't trade on the stock, but I actually got a letter from Robin Hood, like a little message from them saying, uh, we apologize. We just did it. We did it because of blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, it's all bullshit ass letter. You know, y'all flat out lies trying to cover y'all asses. Hey, but you know what? They weren't the only ones, though, which was really like I said, I was expecting because it's like, oh, when you have rich billionaires crying that they're going bankrupt and their hedge fund and all this stuff, it's expected. But I'm like, so many firms or broker dealers did the same thing, like, oh, we're restricting trading. Because I think, and it wasn't just um, GameStop. I think that was one of the biggest ones. But you had BlackBerry, what is it, BlackBerry, Bed Bath & Beyond. GameStop and Naked. Yeah. Um, those were the four, like they restricted trading. Um, I received a notice was like, oh, you can't trade these. And I think on Robinhood, you couldn't transfer an account. You couldn't do virtually anything on that platform. So even if you had money and say, okay, I want to take it to another broker dealer so I can buy into these investments, you could not. Yeah, they wouldn't let you fuck with nothing. Cash App also did the same thing, but Cash App tried to play it off. Um, they sent a notice to say that the system was down. But we all know, um, if you trade on Cash App, we all know, no, their system was not fucking down. Y'all was just trying to not fall into the same rabbit hole as um, as Robin Hood did. It's And the crazy thing about it is, it's basically... When you look at it, it's just people following companies to see what's happening. Yeah. Because I don't know if it's still going to happen, but GameStop was set to close, I think, like 200 stores nationwide. Yeah. So it's just basically people looking at that and saying, okay, they're closing 200 stores. More than likely, it's going to cause they stock the plummet. I'm going to go in and swoop in and go and buy all this up. And then when they plummet, I'm going to sell it back. And then I'll make money off of it. So I'm like, like I said, billionaires do it all the time. There's, I think that's one of the reasons hedge funds, hedge funds are so big. And like I said, I can't remember the documentary that I watched. I don't know if it was Dirty Money. It may have been American Greed too. I'm not sure. But it's actually people that do this. Like there were two women on there that was like, okay, I made millions, like millions of dollars doing this. And I still do it to this day. And again, you don't ever see trading restricted for those people because it's like a big game for them. Exactly. Exactly. So I, it's just like I said, I, I hope that um, that lawsuit, they get their asses completely sued, whoever up in there and win it. Like, I ain't going to lie. When I saw it, I was I was like, yes, for the little man. OK, <laughs> finally. But I know how how many of them Harvard uh Yale little finance graduates over there on Wall Street felt so depressed because they got beat by some some folks in a redid it user. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you love to see it. Oh, it's such a beautiful thing. All right, so let's jump into our last two quick stories. Um, this is pretty much gonna lead into our re- uh, relationship topic of, of the week. Super serious. Um, this first story. Chad Wheeler, he's a, he's a now an ex Seahawks player. He um, was arrested for domestic assault abuse against his girlfriend. The pictures were horrific, absolutely disgusting. He has 
already entered in his plea of not guilty. Um, the reason they said that he beat her was because she refused to bow to him. Yeah, I that was hard. Like even looking at her before pictures to what she looked like after the attack. And then I just don't like, maybe it's just me and I know you're supposed to act in your own defense, but it's like, bro, if you know you did that to her, why would you plead not guilty? Listen, I'm trying to, when I saw that he entered in a not guilty, I was just like, huh? I mean, the cops showed up and, and they literally had to pull you off restraint. So I don't have, I don't understand how he expects to win that. And, that's, and I was like, I don't know if it's like, you know, maybe they're going to push her to testify and he gets this. Because again, I, I don't think that's probably his first time abusing her. If he, he just went way fucking off probably this time. And it may just not even been this time. This is just publicized. But you know how some abusers is like, you know, I, I, if she testified and she going to see me in court and all, it's just. Yeah, and it's like you want her to live that traumatic experience, and you did it, and you wrote a letter saying that you did it. So why are you entering a not guilty plea? Like, what the fuck? Right. Now I was just gonna say, and kind of based on the description, it sounded like it was um, he might have been on some roids as well, because it sounded like roid rage. The way the cops described had how deranged he was, and how many people it took to kind of um, to apprehend him or to to subdue him. Right. Ridiculous. So, nonetheless, um, we should see what comes of that. Obviously, we'll have his day in court, which leads us to our next and final hot topic. So, I don't know if because we had we didn't talk about it yet, but the story of the young lady in Harlem who was beat up brutally, beat up after she turned down gentleman um she was at like a was it like a gas station or a bodega or something um she basically turned down their advances and they brutally beat her up one of the gentlemen um actually attempted to bite out her eye like fucking vicious absolutely um one of the gentlemen though i guess the one who attempted to uh, bite out her eye he was arrested the other six are still at large but what are your thoughts um, I just, that was one of those things, like, I was so angry about, um, I was upset. I hated that, of course, reading comments and people trying to around away victim blame. And we've seen it time and time again, like, you hate walking into a store. If there's, like, a group of men in front, you just like, you know what, I'm gonna go somewhere else. And I don't think it should be like this. And then they were from the reports is this not the first time that they did that because I didn't watch the video. I don't make it a, a thing to watch stuff that's traumatic like that. If you got a trigger warning on it and I read what it is, I don't watch it. But they were saying that from just the reading what was said um, that one of the guys told her to run because they did that before. And I feel like as a community, if you know somebody has brutally attacked somebody like that before, why are they still being able to stand out on the corner? Even if you have to report them anonymously, do it. Right. No one's saying that you got to go right there in that person's face and stand and call the police, but Jesus. 
Yeah. Do something. Don't just let it keep happening. Absolutely. And then you see the effects of it. Yeah. Absolutely horrific. Basically, the young lady she did after the one gentleman was arrested, she did release a statement saying that no woman should feel pressure to have to say um, yes to any man or talk to any man. And I fully agree with her. She's absolutely, absolutely correct. But that actually leads to our relationship question of the week this week. I want to know what advice would you give a woman? on the safest way to turn down unwanted advances. So if, so if a woman finds herself in that type of situation, what do you think is kind of the safest way to turn down those unwanted advances? I don't even think I'm like a good person to ask this. And the reason why I say this is because I was one of the, I was that woman that if I was met with that, I just gave her my number. Um, I will say if you are in a position where you feel like, okay, if I just give him my number, just, and I, oh, this is hard because it's like, I don't feel like women should have to do it. Agree. Um, but we're, we're talking the safest way. So I, I will say that if you feel like this person, this man is super aggressive, he's not going to back off just for your safety, because you can always get your number changed. You can always not answer. You can always block the call. Just give me your number. Be like, okay. Cause I'm I was I was the queen of it. Okay, I'll give you my number. And if I had to get my number changed, I got my number changed. Now we at the point in you know in the universe where we can block people. But just to get yourself out of a situation where you're not brutally attacked. Right. And that's kind of and I'm kind of on the same lines as far as advice, you know, uh, as far as that advice goes. Um, because we are talking the safest way. Obviously, it's not what we think should have to occur because, like that young lady said, um, a woman shouldn't have to give her number out to anybody that she doesn't want to have to talk to anybody that she doesn't want to. You know what I mean? Like, it's not something that we should have to do. But if you find yourself in a situation like that, a predicament like that, and it just seems like the safest option for you is just go ahead and give them the number and if I could give them the number because like you said it's better to be able to walk away unharmed and just have to change your number or just block somebody's number than it is to turn him down or turn them down and then be brutally attacked you know what I mean definitely um I've seen it happen um I've been in a position some dude try to spit on me and of course you get called your ugly bitches and all this stuff and I'm like so why you try to talk to me if I'm ugly now you could just why are we doing this <laughs> yeah I definitely I won't lie about it um I have been in situations where I've actually been physically grabbed so that's why I got to the stage where I just I, I'll just give it out but you know what I mean because I used to the situation was I was used to give out a fake number and then someone obviously caught me in that and they actually dialed the number while I was there. And so I've been like physically grabbed. And so that's why I'm like, just fuck it. If you got to give your real number and just block them or change it, then that's what I'll do. Because I, I, that was one of the most scariest moments that I've kind of ever experienced. Yeah. So 
And I'm there with you. Like I, I was grabbing a club one time and I, we couldn't figure, I was like, who the fuck is this pulling me? I mean, it was like yanking the hell out of my arm and I couldn't see the person, but it's just like stuff like this. Just, yeah. And I, like I said, I hate giving that advice, but it's like, that's the safest. And sometimes even because I think with a young lady in Harlem, I don't even know if there would have been a, a good way to even get out of it because I felt like they were probably hell bent on any little thing that she said that they didn't like. Right. Right. Exactly. And that's and that's the unfortunate part of that because you never know. You never know. Because it in the instance too, with some of them, they are so aggressive that even giving them the number may be may fuel their aggressiveness to be even more you know what I mean? Like so it's just it sucks and it's the hardest it's one of the hardest kind of positions as a woman to be in because you just never know these days you know that's why I carry me a taser I ain't gonna say it. I just started carrying me a taser now and I will tase a motherfucker I don't care <laughs> just let y'all know tasing niggas I want pepper spray that they had on Friday after next where it had range <laughs> like just get back <laughs> for me absolutely all right so that is all we have for relationships this week um definitely like i said we're trying to give you guys some more content um give you some more serious questions if you guys have any suggestions or anything that you would like us to discuss feel free to hit us up pretty nerds podcast at gmail.com also on the gram it's pretty nerds podcast um drop us a dm or you know wherever any type of questions and We'll, you know, talk about it or mention it here on the show. All right. So now let's go ahead and move to the new music, movies, TV, books, anything like that that you want to talk about. I am currently in the middle of watching Traffic. Um, It's a documentary on Netflix. And it it was different than what I expected because I did like Traffic. You thinking like, okay, people being trafficked or whatever. Um, but it's actually like a series. Um, they talk about, um, I think like the first was like scams. You had prostitution, um, the fentanyl or opiate crises um, in the U.S., guns, which are, oh, like petting zoos and stuff like that. Like it was so much stuff that I learned. And I'm like, I don't think I could ever go to another zoo, even though I was kind of like already on that side anyway. Um, of being like these animals are not in their natural habitat but just seeing like how just from that episode how like some people have these animals like caged to the floor like tigers yeah caged to the floor so people can sit there and take pictures with them and they're in like this small cage that's not even I'm trying to think what I can think of it like if you were getting like a deep freezer they were in a cage that's probably like two of those and you think about this big, massive animal, and you got them tied to the floor. They're in this small cage. They literally have enough room to, like, their body length to just walk to the other side and then walk away. And they have to, like, turn to do that. So just seeing that, and then I'm like, why the, I don't know. I just, I don't get the appeal of it either. Because, like, one person was taking a picture, and a tiger snapped on it. Like, he snapped back. I'm like, oh, no. 
give me my things. I'm going to go. <laughs> I was like, I wouldn't even want to. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think like one of the biggest things that I learned, I didn't know that like Israel was this big scamming hub. Huh. I like, I did not know. I was like, oh my gosh. But they focused more on, because they had um, the first episode that is like the scammy, but they do stocks where they uh, like tell people they own like these stocks and stuff and people give them money, never see any fucking thing. I was like, I would have never known it. So that was one thing I learned. Okay. You say it's on Netflix? It's on Hulu. On Hulu, okay. And it is like it's some moments that's funny because she gets scared as fuck. <laughs> the lady, because they was like somebody coming or like one dude was. She was like, Could "We be caught in a shootout." He was like, "Yeah." She was like, "Oh." <laughs> okay. Anything else? Nope, that was all for me. All right. So for me. Um, I just have a couple of upcoming shows on Netflix. I'm going to check out. It's coming out tomorrow. Fire, Firefly Lane. It has starring Katherine Heigl from Grey's fame. So I'm going to check that out. Obviously, on Friday, I'm going to check out Malcolm and Marie starting, starring Zendaya in John Ditch, Washington. I'm also going to check out The Invisible City on Netflix. That starts on Friday. The series starts on Friday. It looks really, really good sci-fi right up my alley so you know i'm gonna love it um so i'm gonna check that out probably review it for the show and then on hulu um complete nostalgia moment for me you guys know like i said i'm a big nerd have been since i was a kid i told you i watched the babysitter's club on netflix because that was one of my favorite books that i used to read when i was a kid and hulu actually has the hardy boy series so i started watching that and checking it out and i gotta say i'm pleasantly surprised it's actually not terrible um but i don't think i have to give hulu some credit because i feel like a lot of their original content is actually pretty decent but hulu is worse than netflix in that they literally like after one season they cancel everything like i don't know if anybody else has noticed that i think with the exception of like the hand wives tale Everything else gets like one season and then they like cancel it. <laughs> so um, I wish Hulu would really, really at least put more than one season on their original content because I really feel like it's pretty good. Like that High Fidelity show with Zoe Kravitz was pretty good. Um, that Dollhouse show with Kat Dennis was pretty good. But none of them ever got a second season. So it is what it is. But nonetheless, so that's kind of it for me in that regards. And that does lead me to the nerd moments of the week. So this week, I have a couple of different things to talk about. First thing, yesterday, the Flashes Season 7, a bigger trailer finally aired. It looks so good. We finally got some um, updated footage because the last trailer that they showed basically the footage that they had left over before COVID hit um, from last season. So now we got some updated footage. It's looking really good. I'm really excited. As we know, um, the Flash has been pushed back now to 9, 8 Central. The um, 8 Central. Man, I love you now taking over that time slot. 
So I'm hoping that with it having the later time zone, just similar to the way Gray is moved to the moved back to the nine, eight time zone so that they could show a little bit, be more mature, get back to their mature roots and show um, some more adult it's going to be a little bit more um, mature and a little bit more grimier and adulty um, this next season. So in these upcoming seasons. So that's what I'm crossing my fingers for. This trailer does look good enough, uh, good enough to show that maybe they're going to be getting a little bit more drama-y and adulty. So I'm excited for that. Batwoman, the first three episodes have aired. Basically, it's just been really an introduction to the character Ryan Wilder, um, the mystery of what happened to Kate. Um, we find out at the end of episode three, spoiler alert, we find out that Kate may not actually be dead and that Sophia, Sophia, I'm not sure how to say her name, that she actually may have kidnapped her. So I personally think that my just my thoughts on it is I think that it's just a ploy that she's just using it to manipulate some characters I, because I just don't, based on the way Ruby Rose exited, I don't think that they're going to bring her back to wrap up the Kate story. So I think that is just being for the, the villain character is just being used as a ploy. So nonetheless, um, that's what's happened so far in the first three episodes. We'll see how, you know, how the rest of the season goes. So for Titans season three, it's been announced that, Jay Lusargo has been cast as the new Robin, Tim Drake. Basically, Titans is, if you guys don't know, is in my opinion, is kind of turning into Bat Family because we already have um, the first Robin. Then we got introduced last season to Jason Todd, and we know he's transitioning from Robin to Red Hood. And now we have another Robin. And then it's going to take place in Gotham and we're going to be introduced to Batman. So it's just, eh, it's just, instead of, it's really moving away from Titans and kind of turning into the Bat family. But I don't want to be too judgmental since I haven't actually seen season three. It hasn't aired yet, but we'll see how it kind of pans out, you know, coming up this next season. And um, congratulations to Ryan Coogler because it has been announced. Yay. That we are getting a Wakanda Forever show on um, Disney Plus. We're gonna get a whole TV show based on Wakanda, and um, all of our favorite characters are gonna be in it. So I'm excited for that. I mean, we saw what he did with the movie. Now he's being granted a full TV series. Like I'm excited to see what he does with that. So big news coming out of Marvel on that um, front. And lastly, I know I said that I would not talk about it, but I can't help it. Um, we are at mid-season of WandaVision. Um, we've seen the first four, five episodes. Episode five, I believe, is coming up on Friday. Um, and we already got like a, a mid-season trailer. First three episodes really were just kind of leaning heavy kind of on the sitcom standpoint of it letting you see kind of what Wanda is going through in regards to her grief and how she's kind of basically using this as her tool to, to agree to grieve vision, but also it, it kind of drops some clues that she may not fully be in control of herself. Um, and I'll save that for my analysis at the end to see if what I'm thinking is happening does come true. But 
Um, just a little spoiler. I don't think that Wanda is is the the bad. A lot of people are saying that Wanda may be the big bad. I don't think she's the bad guy in this. I think she's being controlled. But um, we shall kind of wait and see. And if you saw the the mid season trailer, it does give some spoilers in there into in regards to Vision. Because the big question is, is Vision alive? Is he a product of Wanda's, you know, imagination? Did she bring him back to life? How did she do it? So there's a little bit of a spoiler in the trailer. So obviously, if you watched it, then you know what I'm talking about. But we still have to wait and see of what's to come. Also, there is a, a there is talk that Doctor Strange may be making an appearance in WandaVision. So if that happens, if that's the truth, then we know that that because we already know that Wanda will be in Doctor Strange to the multiverse of madness. So if that happens, then we know um, that some of the the other rumors about WandaVision may be true. Hint, hint, X-Men, mutants. Yay. Anyway, nonetheless, we still have to wait until the end of the season. Then I'll give kind of my full review. But. All in all, I'm super excited. I'm super enjoying the show. If you cannot tell, I'm loving it. But yeah, that's it for me. That's the the end of my nerd moment of the week. Anything else on your end, Valentine? Nothing else for me. All right. So then per usual, we want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. And we hope that you guys enjoy the new content that we're trying to bring to you guys. Um, and, and yeah, keep listening. Thanks, guys. Good night. Good night. <laughs>